welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today we're speaking with Rebecca Thorne, originally a veterinarian. She's now the head of clinical operations at Medivet. So Rebecca, can I just ask you to start off um, by introducing yourself? So um, my name is Rebecca Thorne. Um, I'm originally from Wolverhampton, which for those of you who don't know, it is near Birmingham. Uh, I did my MBA at Warwick, um, which I started March 2018. So I finished it in March this year. And can I ask you just to walk us through your career um, up to your MBA? Um, so I qualified as a veterinary surgeon uh, in 2011 from the Royal Vet College, which is part of the University of London. Uh, so um, prior to uh, sort of the company that I work for now, I actually spent sort of six years in small animal uh, clinical practice, um, actually specialised in surgery. That was my sort of forte at the time. Um, and I'd worked across sort of different um, parts of the veterinary industry. So I'd worked for a sort of charity vets. I'd also worked for sort of independent um, practices as well as uh, for a corporate veterinary group. Um, and prior to sort of joining Medivet, which is the company I work for at the moment, um, I was a clinical director um, of sort of three practices in the West Midlands. So still practicing as a vet, but just getting that bit of a taste for what it's like to manage um, a veterinary business almost. Um, mm. I found that quite interesting. Obviously, it's, you know, you learn something new every day. Um, and it made me want to sort of pursue more really I suppose in in the management side of things um and there aren't that many opportunities sort of within the veterinary profession but as um the sort of corporate veterinary groups have started to grow um in the last couple of years uh, an opportunity did come up in Medivet um which is sort of a UK-based uh, corporate group to be a regional mm. director so mm. started as a regional director in January 2017 um, which was completely non-clinical role. So I stopped uh, getting my hands dirty in surgery. And obviously, um, you know, as a field, um, there are kind of only so many corporate roles in, in the area. Um, do you think you'll stay in the field or would you consider exploring elsewhere? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think when I started the regional director role at Medivet and I started to realize how much I was sort of learning um, in a management position, you know, learning more about sort of ops management and you know strategy and delving more into sort of financial planning and analysis. That's why I felt like I needed to do an MBA. Um, mm. I think my, my background obviously was solely scientific. You know, my degree was scientific. I've never really had any exposure to business apart from sort of working in a, you know, a small veterinary practice before. Um, I felt like not only would the MBA help me sort of have a deeper understanding, you know, of from all these different industries, it sort of opened my eyes really to the massive world that is out there. I think when you, you know, when I'm working in my little veterinary practice, you you get into this bubble, don't you? And you almost mm. don't see yourself working anywhere else. But actually, you know, being able to, I knew as a vet, I had 
you know, transferable skills. You know, I could, you know, communicate well with my colleagues, with clients, you know, I could problem solve really well, you know, I, I could make decisions. Sometimes you have to make life and death decisions, you know, and yeah. then you've also got sort of decisions that take a lot of, of thought and you have to put all these pieces of the puzzle together. So I thought, well, I've got these transferable skills, but I felt like if I ever went for a sort of, a, you know, an interview for um, a job, you know, whether that's an ops management job or some, something else, you know, in a different mm. industry, they may look at my CV and think, oh, she's a vet, what's, you know, what's <laughs> going on? And I think, although, mm. you know, academically, yes, it's, it is, you know, a big thing to, you know, you go through five years of vet school and you have to work really hard um, and, you know, it is sort of academically challenging and gives you mm. certain set of skills and sort of life experiences. It's a very niche market. So I know I have transferable skills, but how many other sort of, you know, uh, businesses would actually view my CV and think, oh, I'm going to put her forward for an interview because, you know, of the, of the skills that, you know, she thinks that she has. I just felt it would be much more of a challenge. And that's a really interesting point. And I wonder, um, since the MBA and, and, uh, and since that time, have you changed your CV? And if so, how? So that you can show your transferable skills more. Yeah, and again, it's it's amazing when you go through the MBA and you learn so much. Um, mm. You start writing your assignments on your, you know, the different modules that you're covering. And all of mine were relating to the, the business that I was working in. And I was fortunate yeah. enough to be, you know, avet, yes, but working for a larger group and being involved in that business side that I did start changing, making changes to my CV, you know, and sort of um, as each project went by, and then I started to be able to, you know, put forward suggestions and ideas to my company and, you know, some mm. of the projects that I was working on, um, you know, I had that deeper level of understanding. So I felt like I was gaining confidence in those areas, which if you'd have asked me before I started the MBA, I just, wouldn't have even known where to start and my company have noticed it as well so I think through my MBA journey it sort of helped it's helped me develop a lot more as a person um but again you know developing my skills within my company I've been promoted twice so you know it's been a great opportunity for me um and added a lot of value to my company as well the, the actual MBA experience then um what parts of the course did you find um that you kind of enjoyed the most um and were there any parts that were particularly challenging yeah there's so many bits to choose from I was thinking about sort of an answer <laughs> to this question and I think if I were to pick sort of you know the top two or three that I enjoyed um you know one of the core modules was sort of the operations management module and that was mm. an international module so we got to go to um rotterdam um and we studied at the university there um mm. and it was actually it was great to sort of go out on excursions you know to we <laughs> went to siva logistics and you had the sort of theory-based learning in the classroom but then actually going out and sort of seeing it in person like i'd never heard of sort of know lean ways of working that sort of didn't happen in you know in any of the companies I'd worked for before and that sort of mm. continuous improvement process so seeing it live in action 
and hearing it from people that sort of you know live and breathe it and actually work in that environment um that was a sort of really enjoyable module for me and it was quite relevant to my work because obviously I do a lot of ops management in my job um yeah it just gave me a, a different insight as well so again just having that balance between theory but then actually going out and seeing it sort of real mm. life um helped with learning for me um so the second one uh would be the mergers and acquisitions um module that I did uh, which was an elective um, module mm. so my company at the time was growing through acquisitions um, so we were buying up lots of independent practices uh, going through quite a fast growth phase um, and I felt that that really enhanced my sort of understanding of what was going on at work and um, having that like I say, theory behind it we had some really great speakers during that module you know I really like listening to John Collier. I find him like really captivating, um, you know, knowing his business background. He's just fascinating yeah. to listen to. So it just feels like a privilege sometimes to be in the same room as somebody like that. Challenges wise, uh, I, um, I, I would say I sort of struggled a little bit with economics. Uh, mm. Again, it's not a sort of subject that I've ever ever looked at before so I ended up buying loads of books you know trying to really help um my sort of learning in it but I remember spending hours and hours and hours on that um assignment um but sort of you know coming to the end of it I, I felt like I'd done a really good sort of piece of work and I had a good understanding um of economics but I think as a subject I found that quite tough you know, there were there were sort of modules like organizational behavior and actually even thinking oh you say outside the box but again philosophy like you know when you're a, when mm. you are a scientist and things are very much like you know black and white and you know this is this and this is this and mm. you know the concept of philosophy that to try and open your mind to more you know opportunities <laughs> um, and more yeah. possibilities again that was a that was also a, a stimulating subject we talked about the academics and um, modules, but were there any extracurricular activities that you got involved with which were particularly helpful? Yeah, I think um, the MBA provides you with lots of different opportunities um, and things that you can get involved in. I mean, I was fortunate enough to receive a scholarship from the 30% Club and I would get invited to sort of the mentorship um, and mentoring type of events that they used to run at Shard. Uh, so okay. I attended sort of you know women on boards and um, getting women onto executive boards mentoring mm. session and that was really inspiring so you know hearing from you know these women that have worked their way up in companies and you know are sort of leading the way really on on executive boards and being encouraging and talking on you know networking again with um, you know different people from different backgrounds um, I found that event uh, really really useful mm. so it took a lot away from that so that was a nice thing to get involved in um, and sort of on a similar theme I suppose about uh, um, women in leadership um, I <laughs> went um, I was asked to be part of the sort of female attraction strategy working group um, for mm -hmm. the MBA so Warwick was sort of aiming to attract sort of a minimum of 30% um, females um, onto all of their cohorts and from my own cohort, uh, you know, we actually had a 50-50 split 
and mm. it was amazing because you know it was just great to see such a, a mix um you know in the lecture theater and to you know see that it sort of come a long way um sort of trying to help continue to work with the university to, to promote you know women to take MBAs uh, you know and yeah. actually we, we can do it and you know I I know how I felt prior to joining the MBA and there's definitely a sort of you know nervousness around there and I think even with my background I thought I often doubted myself but you should never doubt yourself sure. because you know I think when you do when you do get there and you you know you start speaking to people like I've made lovely friends which I know will be sort of lifelong friends you know from the MBA um and people want to hear your story you know you share your sort of case examples and everyone was just really interested because I have an unusual background um and I never once ever felt like I didn't belong um in that environment so um again that's been a great thing to be a part of. um but I mean outside of the university with doing my project and dissertation so the P&D um you know I had a really great um supervisor Demetrius um mm. who sort of set up a meeting with my governing body so the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons and we met in London um and talked through sort of ideas for you know the P&D and he sort of put that support in place and um you know my project work which is all around sort of leadership in the veterinary profession and how we actually you know we don't really do enough I don't feel like from sort of you know university you know through to when you're in practice I don't think there is a major focus on leadership and you know we are mm. leaders from the minute you enter practice you know you lead your colleagues you lead your clients in decision making um yeah. and because it's been such an interesting piece of work and there's not really a lot of literature around it in the industry you know the college are now saying to me about you know putting it forward to peer-reviewed journals so I'm excited about you know getting it out there and trying to sort of make a difference for my profession really overall it's really helped you sort of blossomed it's kind of taken your profession and helped you blossom into all the potential it no it is a night like I say I wouldn't have been able to do it without you know the support of my supervisor and the university so I am really thankful to Demetrius for helping me um and you know the opportunity that ha it has given me really and yeah you're right I have developed it myself and people at work have seen it you know family have picked up on it it's it's been more than just academic yeah yeah my MBA certainly is I think a lot of people can say they see a change in themselves even just in the confidence the, co the confidence that you know you can go into that room and talk about the economics you know even though maybe you yeah. it was a challenge still do it <laughs> you understand yeah exactly it does it does give you that confidence and um like I say, you build up skills that you never thought that you would ever have. Uh, yeah. And like I say, it certainly helped me in my job. And I have no doubt that it's going to help me in future opportunities as well. Brilliant. Well, so you spoke about um, how going after the MBA, you wanted to pursue a more management role. And now you're the, re now you're the regional director with Medivet, correct? So no, when I started Medivet, I was um, regional director. And then mm -hmm. during my MBA, uh, I had a promotion. So I was promoted to deputy head of clinical operations. So 
I effectively line manage a team of um, of regional directors in the North okay. Division um, of of Medibet, and the company has sort of um, recently done a slight um, restructure a couple of months mm. ago, and I'm now head of clinical operations, uh, sort of for the whole North of England, um, and I sort of manage more senior RDs, a team of senior RDs, and other regional directors and I work alongside a HR business partner and sort of clinical operations manager now um so it really has helped me sort of take those steps I, I don't think I would have got been able to get those jobs without yeah. having the MBA. Yeah, so you've really made huge strides in a, in a couple of years what are your plans for I mean because you're still very young what are your plans after this you know where, where do you see the, what does the future hold for you do you think? Gosh, that is an interesting one, isn't it? Um, I, I, and the answer is, I actually don't know. Um, hmm. You know, I think it's a, you know, it's an exciting time. You know, I think even in my new role now, um, I'm sort of only been doing it sort of two months. So, you know, I really want to be able to make a difference and sort of give back to to Medivet for what they've given to me. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think developing myself um, and helping to make you know changes to our sort of medium to long term goals you know in the company um yeah. like i say it's it's such an open open door i suppose now you know i i know that you know whilst i'm developing my um skills in this new role that i still sort of have that um backing if i did want to you know diversify out um of my profession but um yeah at the moment it's sort of a big question mark well, the final question then is, what advice would you give others in your sector looking to do an MBA? And I'll also just kind of tag on to that. And what opportunities are there for vets with that are looking to be, become MBAs as well? Yeah. So I think I think any advice really for me would be when I first went into this, you know, as a vet, you do have that sort of moment of self-doubt where you think can I actually do this you know can I get through a you know a master's in business when I've got such a sort of scientific background um and the answer is yes you know you can and I think you know prior to me doing the MBA um you know I was speaking to Angela um uh, who's sort of in the admissions um department and she you know, looked through the alumni for Warwick and, and she found um, somebody, believe it or not, that had had done an MBA that was a vet uh, oh. at the University of Warwick. And she reached out to him and asked if he would speak to me and he did. And yeah. that really yeah. helped me um, because I was able to sort of ask him questions and, you know, talk through any sort of worries and concerns that I had. I mean, he did do the, the full-time MBA. Obviously, I was doing the exact um, hmm. But it was interesting then to hear his story of, you know, what he then did with his MBA afterwards. So yes. I would put it out there because how much it helped me, you know, if anybody, you know, who was a vet that was looking to do an MBA, you know, was looking for that advice, then, you know, reach out and, you know, talk to me. I'm more than happy for you to you know, drop me a message on LinkedIn um, or, you know, have a call. Um, I think it's it's really good to hear it from somebody that has been through it as well. Yeah. Um, I suppose I would I would definitely advise um, doing that uh, and I think it's just 
what you know finding your your balance I suppose you know things do get a little bit you know tough and it's how you sort of fit it around work um mm. and whether or not the opportunities for you are better placed you know doing that sort of full-time course versus distance learning versus the exec um so yeah. really thinking about what suits your your life really because ultimately it is a big commitment to make um yeah. and I suppose for the second part of your question about vets and the opportunity um I think and again this is something that came out of my um D that you know the vets are sort of crying out really for more development in you know leadership and you know communication skills and you know trying to adapt themselves to uh, you know the needs of other people and having those difficult conversations and I know a lot of those are sort of soft skills as well but you know we've got a lot of vets that are going into these sort of management positions even as a lead vet in a single practice actually yeah. nobody tells you how to do it you know it's not it, you you can <laughs> you can gain your you know work experience of course you can and you learn on the job and you know there's a definite you know I'm, I am a believer in that as well that you, you do learn an awful lot being there and doing it but I think if you are looking for that sort of extra um that sort of deeper understanding um and you might be considering opening your own practice you know or yeah. um like I say moving out into more of a management role or you know thinking about changing your profession and actually this is an opportunity sort of for you but I'm hoping that with my work with the Royal College that's something that we could you know see what continuous professional development opportunities that we can then offer to vets uh, in the profession. I mean, I see that's such a great opportunity for you just to become a, a thought leader in, in this area and to really drive the change. Yes, no, I, I agree, I agree. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that um, and yeah. seeing what can happen with that. I think that kind of brings us to the end of the question um just to say thank you so much for um for agreeing to come on the podcast and, and share your thoughts with us um it's a really interesting conversation um and yeah thank you so much for for making the time to do it no that's thank absolutely you. fine thank you for inviting me I think one of the great things about Rebecca's story is that you can really see um how the MBA has helped her in her career um, just looking at it objectively she's kind of progressed um, so much in terms of promotions and things um, while she's been doing the course and that's that's really encouraging to hear about it's really encouraging I can't believe actually how many strides she's had throughout the I think two-year executive <laughs> a course uh, it seems like she's made so much progress yeah and essentially how she used her project dissertation um and or how she's using it really to drive change within the governmental body it's nice to think that it, it doesn't sort of you know it doesn't end there that it's actually something real and tangible that you can do something with um and as rebecca's doing um like actually making a difference in the um the industry and the field that you want to work absolutely in. totally agree that's all for today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. 
If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. You can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, Facebook and LinkedIn under The Modern MBA, and on Twitter at MBA Modern. Until next time, bye! Bye! Thank you.